Heard at Sports Radio. Every weekday morning from 7 to 10 a.m. Join hosts Robbie Lula and Damon Benning and our cast of Heard at Sports personalities as they share their fresh perspectives while keeping you highly entertained. Take a dive into the latest news in all things sports, from the pros to right here at home. Catch Heard at Sports Radio with Robbie Lula and Damon Benning, 7 to 10 a.m. on air, online, and on podcast. Heard at Sports Radio. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. He's the pride of Fairbury, an average Joe. Bill Dolman, the professor. I had a six ACT in 1967. One time I got an A and my grandma beat me for cheating. Now with Hale Varsity Radio. Good to have you back. Hour two, it's Hale Varsity, powered by Cornhead Lager, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Connor Clark, pride of Fairbury, NBC Sports. The professor is Bill Dolman. Billy D, how we doing? Uh, how's your dead week been? And has there been uh, money exchanged? Uh, Christmas gift exchange. Like, uh, I'm not saying portal amounts, but have your students uh, well left more than apples on your desk? Uh, are, are you asking about one particular student and representing perhaps a... Uh, parent in a parent-teacher conference at the end of dead week. Connor left a handgun on Bill's desk. (laughs) (laughs) And a bottle of scotch. (laughs) That escalated quickly. Connor said use use both. Uh, (laughs) Uh, I, I I think Connor's got a chance to just squeak by and maintain eligibility. Most, a lot of people around here are really anxious for Connor to uh, graduate <laughs> because yeah. he's talented. And we're They've been anxious looking since... forward to what he does in the future. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, <laughs> they, they've been ready since August of 2020. Don't worry, Bill. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Bill, it's been uh, a portal Friday, and uh, the talk is Kyle McCord. What's your order right now? What What is the Bill Dolman preference? And I do got to give Kent a shout-out via email, chris at hailvarsity.com. And, okay, you can have your wish list, uh, what's, what's gettable versus what you want. And, you know, Nebraska can at least get visits or hellos, but do you close is, is the question. Time will tell with all of that. And Ken emailed in. How about this? K.J. Jefferson, a name to think about. And I'm like, well, okay, is he turnover prone? What's the story? He's your dual threat. But Is that the guy that went to Ridgemont High? No, that, that's – well, it was, just, it was just Jefferson. They flew him in for the big games, right? <laughs> Fast times at Ridgemont High reference, you two young pups. Right. But six, 67 touchdowns, 18 interceptions, four yards of carry, 21 touchdowns. I, I, you know, I, I think with whoever you get, wherever you get them from, it, it depends on whatever, what system. And I think maybe in the early days of the, the transfer portal, 
I think people were going kind of where they wanted to go and maybe not where the best fit was for them. And this is the whole Satterfield is flying all over the country and trying to convince them that this is the best fit. So I think we're still in, in that jury's out um, as to just how, who you're going to get and how they fit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the, the McCord thing is I think people are excited be, because he's an Ohio State guy. But is that really going to be the best fit for Nebraska? Um, is Will Howard because he plays in the same area as Cam Ward, KJ Jefferson, Moore, uh, Ungalele? I mean, until they get here, you just don't know. And people are really enamored <laughs> with what they think that they might get, as opposed to what actually arrives on campus. I, I at this point, I don't know. Well, everybody was excited a year ago about Jeff Sims, right? Yes, that is true. And and but- so. You just don't know, but it's it's a grass is greener th- type thing, and and maybe the best quarterback for Nebraska is already here. Well, James is nails right here in the comments, and can watch the show as always. Hail Varsity YouTube channel or the Hail Varsity Radio Twitter handle at H Varsity Radio. James says this. It's funny because it feels like Nebraska is a four asking a ten to prom. I'd be with. Uh, happy with whoever, but with uh, uh, with Matt Rule saying the one point five to two million number, that's large in the transfer portal. That'd be like a four pulling up in his dad's Porsche with the nicest flowers, wearing a Rolex and the nice couple hundred dollar snakeskin shoes, and asking mm-hmm. the ten to prom. There is some added benefits than just being that's a four. Sure, you can well, you can yeah, buy your that- way into yeses. He drives up like that, wearing that. There's pretty good chance the ten's getting in the car, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, or you're getting busted for solicitation. <laughs> yeah, right. Or that. Yeah, yeah. right. You know, All I, possibilities. It's funny if 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 you were to watch a lot of videos that are out there uh, of of Ohio State keyboard scouting experts and uh-huh. some Michigan people. I mean, they've got film broken down on Kyle McCord that it's. It's like, I mean, how is that guy, you know, even playing college football? You know, it's very selective in the editing, and that gives more keyboard warriors more ammunition to say, you know, that he's he's going to be a bust. You know, if he gets in the right system where he's more comfortable, maybe he will flourish. The same thing with all of them. Uh, they might get they might get the right place for him. They might go to the wrong place. Jeff Sims went to the wrong place. It did not work out. It's interesting because Matt Rule said a couple weeks ago uh, in his in his finale, I, I thought Nebraska was not going to go heavy uh, with the money, and they were going to look for somebody who was going to be around for the long term. So that would point to Levitt, right? But the talk over the last few days is one to one point five, and it's all in on McCord, who's a one year guy. Uh, so what's changed, or did we not read that right when he said it? You know, as I brilliantly said earlier on uh, the Average Joe Sports Show podcast, um, if Kyle McCord completes the pass and leads Michigan, leads Ohio State to a win over Michigan, is this an, even a conversation? No, because he's your starter the next year for him. Right, Ryan Ryan Day has lost to them three, lost to Michigan three times. McCord gets him in position at the end of the game, but he throws the interception. But if 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 they end up winning that game, does Ryan Day come out and say, "Well, I'm not 
sure who's going to be our starting quarterback for the playoff, even though they would have been in the playoff had they beaten Michigan. But he throws the interception. They lose. We're not committing. On the other hand, if uh, Chubba Purdy leads Nebraska down the field 87 yards for the go-ahead touchdown against Maryland and doesn't throw an interception, is Nebraska talking about portal shopping the way it is? I mean, it, it, it's, yes. it's, it's, it's a it's, butterfly. It's a butterfly effect. You're probably bringing in some quarterbacks, guys. But the, the bottom line here is, is what's what? How real is the competition this spring going to be? Whoever's quarterback versus Chuba and and Kalen moving forward, or or even Ohio State. How how real is the competition? The the conversation with McCord was probably like, dude, uh, you got Keenholtz. Uh, we could go get a Cam Ward because we're Ohio State. Um, you can stay if you want. I know you won 11 games. Good job, son. Uh, but but your job is not safe. So there's a lot of well, ifs. Nobody's job should be nobody's job should be safe. But you would think that maybe with 11 wins, it might have been not there should so be some public. appreciation. It might not have been so public, <laughs> right? Hmm. It may, okay, you you just lost to to Michigan. It's your third straight loss, but do you really need to be public and hanging the quarterback out to dry? Essentially putting him in front of the bus saying, well, I'm not sure he's our, our starter going forward. You know, you, do you say that? I, I don't I don't know. It's the same um, guy who did so he might be motivated to get out of there and go to a place where he'll be much more welcome. That would certainly be Lincoln, uh Lincoln, Nebraska. But also what what, what who's gonna be available after after the playoff and the portal opens spring. in the spring? You know, does Nebraska get into a bidding war with, you know, for somebody right now with Cam Ward or Howard or McCord or somebody else? Levitt. And then after spring, or and they don't get they don't win right now. And and who who's available isn't the best fit. And then maybe somebody comes available after spring. I I I don't know. Guys, up to date, Elijah Herbal on it here. A Silverhawk Aviation twin jet Cessna took off from Lincoln about 3 o'clock, <laughs> landed in Manhattan, Kansas about an hour and a half ago. It has just taken off and is en route to Waco, Texas, where it will land and spend about four hours before coming back to Manhattan for a quick pit stop and then finishing its flight back to Lincoln at about 12 a.m. tonight. Mm. So you can read in between the lines there, a Friday afternoon flight to Manhattan, and then to Waco, and then all the way back to Lincoln. Something tells me there's some Husker coaches on that flight. Flight tracker season. <laughs> I, I also heard that there might be a, a you know, the, the, the main target might be here on Monday. So uh, there you go. That's what we all, we all hear, kind, all kinds of stuff. So, Bill, I, I want to go back to something that you said about okay, you get into a bidding war now or do you see who's available in the spring? I personally don't think waiting for the spring is an option. And it also goes it, it goes into the conversation of, okay, what happened to we want to develop a guy, but all of a sudden they're worth one and a half, two million dollars. I think there's like some sort of line of realization of like, okay, you want to have that ability and that option to develop, say, a Levitt for hypothetical scenario, but you also want to improve next year, like right away. So I think right. they're trying mm-hmm. to find that balance right now. And obviously it's difficult to do with just one person. So I think you, you have to kind of go after that guy that can make you win more games 
right away and have somebody behind him for that future role. I would I would agree with that that you you need to be a player now, but what if what if one of these these targets says you know it's not one point five it's two point five or it's three is Nebraska that in with McCord Howard I mean or uh, maybe Ward I mean, are you willing to pay I'm I'm just saying with the way the portal is and. With 1.5 to 2 million, as Ryan Day said a couple of years ago, does, is Nebraska just going to say, "Look, we are not in at 1.5. We're not in." What's What's the difference between a half million and 1.5? Is it other other players? Is it maybe, 30, is, is it 30 fewer turnovers? <laughs> maybe, maybe you know. Maybe you know. Maybe Nebraska's uh, maybe Nebraska's in at one one point five on a quarterback and another seven fifty to one on a really good receiver package deal. Ohio State that people keep talking about. As of, so, maybe they're willing to go three on two, as opposed to one quarterback who's out there, you know, doing the doing the Nebraska like uh, the dude did to Jerry Maguire, and the price just went up, and you sign with Bob Sugar. Mm. Um, That's I, a tough I, moment. I, I think if I think if Nebraska is going to spend that kind of money, it's probably going to be on a couple of players who can help them out, and not just on one guy who's holding him hostage. I think it's fair. And I think they need to do it now. And if they don't do it now, I, I don't think you're spending three million dollars uh, because you're you in a panic move in the spring. If there's somebody available in the spring that you can bring in that might help your team and have be be competitive, so be it. We lost you for a second, but we got you now. All right, Bill, I got to ask you before we get you out, uh, the magnitude of Sunday for Fred, for Nebraska, and uh, Sparty coming to town. Both teams are are trying to uh, shake off major, major issues their last couple of ballgames. I'd rather not talk about it. <laughs> Thanks. I mean, I mean, after look, the the hopes were pretty high on on Sunday, right? Uh, yeah, last Sunday mm. with the Creighton game. I'm talking Wednesday's Wednesday's a bigger issue to me than than Sunday, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, but you know, Sunday was Sunday was bad, right? And and God threw snowballs on everybody after the game. So, um, but to come out on Wednesday and play so well in the first half. I mean, that was like, oh, my gosh, this team really did learn its lesson, and they are taking it out on a vulnerable uh, bunch of gophers, right? They kicked the gophers after they'd been run over. And and then they played so bad in the second half. It was like, it, it, it was like you know, 40 years of basketball frustrations all wrapped up into 20 minutes of really bad basketball. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I was – I mean, I think everybody was heartened by what they saw in the first half. Like, oh, my God, these guys can really play. This is a really good basketball team. That they did learn the lessons from Creighton. But then it just seemed like like I've seen this Mo Iba-produced movie, this Barry Collier-coached movie, produced movie, this, you know, unfortunately some of the bad Tim Miles teams and Docs, and you're like, make it stop. You know, please make the second half stop. And – that that game was really that second half was really bad. So they've got to bounce back. They've got to give that kind of defensive effort that they had at the end of last year. Tomanaga uh, has, has got to quit looking his, for calls. He's got to elevate his game. I mean, it's like teams have kind of figured him out. 
and it's tougher for him to get shots, and they know he's going to try to get shots, but he, he needs to be now a step ahead, and he's not. And that's that's frustrating. Bill, uh, last I hear about 30 seconds, Connor dubbed that game the disaster in Minneapolis. I think there's a couple different disasters in Minneapolis that could get that title. Where does this disaster in Minneapolis rank for you among the disasters we've seen in Minneapolis in recent years among football and basketball and really about any right. sport? That just rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Um, call it a monstrosity, too. Oh, monstrosity Look, in Minneapolis? Yeah, that's probably better. Ooh, that's better. Yeah. That's better. Uh, the, the, uh, you, you know, the, the two years ago or three years ago, the football game there when Jacques Yant can't get in from the five and Nebraska's <laughs> got a first and goal from the five, that was bad. Mm-hmm. And then. Was that Sleevegate? Which one was Sleevegate? No, that was that Rutgers. was nineteen. Okay, or never okay. mind. Never mind. So not being able to get in from the five on first and goal was was awful, but yeah, this past one was was bad. But I, I, the, the the first the opener football game this year was bad because you know Gabe Irvin scored. Mm. He scored the. I mean, so that was even worse. We had a touchdown that we didn't get. We as in the Huskers. Sorry, didn't mean to go unobjective. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to lose it in that fashion. That, th- this one was bad. The, 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 that was the horrible. And, uh, Basketball's just seen it before. Bill, be good. Thanks for the time, brother. All right, boys. Go Big Red. Heard at Sports Radio. Every weekday morning from 7 to 10 a.m. Join hosts Robbie Lula and Damon Benning and our cast of Heard at Sports personalities as they share their fresh perspectives while keeping you highly entertained. Take a dive into the latest news in all things sports, from the pros to right here at home. Catch Heard at Sports Radio with Robbie Lula and Damon Benning, 7 to 10 a.m. on air, online, and on podcast. Heard at Sports Radio.